Welcome to the 30 to Life podcast, where we break stereotypes, build legacies, and help others along the way. It's your boy, Mookie. And your favorite color in the world, brown. And it's your regular podcast, God Cool. Yes, guys, welcome back to another episode of the 30 to Life podcast, Redefining the Black Experience. We got an amazing show for you guys today. This is episode 23, The Myth of the Angry Black Woman. After the tragedy of Breonna Taylor, rest in peace. This has been in the forefront of media, social media, everywhere we see. So I think it's very important that we protect the lives of a black woman, but also we need to protect the lives and images of the black woman. So in this episode, we're going to talk about, you know, just that stereotype, angry, loud, black woman. We're going to talk about the definition of it, the historical context, and we're also going to be talking about our personal experiences. But most importantly, how can we change the narrative? So, you know, I got to make sure I check in with your favorite color and Cooley. What's up, y'all? How y'all doing? I'm doing well, man, doing well. But while doing this topic, man, I came to the revelation that my girl made me feel like less of a man when she tried to put her angry black woman voice on. So let me tell you about this situation, right? We came to Jersey for the weekend for a Saturday. We're supposed to be living out Sunday. So we came for the, the family event was supposed to be on that Sunday. So when we flew down Saturday, we was going to leave out Sunday night. So I seen the, the family event going on for longer than what it's supposed to be. We had to be at the airport in the next hour. So me being the great husband I am, I called the airline, put my business voice on, though. I said, excuse me, ma'am, I'm having a situation right now where I can't make the flight. Can you switch that? She is like, you know what, Cooley? Well, Mr. Cooley, because, you know, I gave her that that good old voice. She said, Mr. Cooley, you know what? I'm going to handle that for you right now, sir. And it's only going to be a small fee of 100 and something dollars. I'm like, bam, I finally did something right. I take it to the wife like, babe, listen, look what I did. I got the flight switched up. Only for a hundred bucks. She turns around, look at me like I'm stupid. Takes the phone, walks away for at least four or five minutes. Comes back, whole different story. She has a free flight and better seats. And I tried to do it in my nice voice, didn't get nowhere. But that mean voice, she took that on and got somewhere with it. Got, got me a, a good extra leg room and saved a hundred and something bucks. Thank you, baby. So, so that sounds like the angry black woman was beneficial to you. At that time. But, wow. but no, it was beneficial to my pocket, but it hurt me as a man. Brown, how you doing, Brown? What's up? You, what's up with you over there? I'm good. I'm good. I mean, I, I'm kind of biased about this whole thing. You know, I know my wife could be an angry black woman. I mean, she's from Queens and she's a Gemini. But I know she has... That angry side in her. I, I know it. I've seen so, it. So, hold on. Hold on. My wife's a Gemini, so it's maybe a Gemini thing. Well, I'm a Gemini too. So, I mean, I will oh. say that we, we, we all have a crazy side to us. But um, I think my wife shows it more when she's hungry. And I, it's, it's, it reminds me of this time when we ordered Buffalo Wild Wings. And um, they messed up the order. The order was just completely ruined. And I swear... I seen the female version of Hellboy sitting on my couch holding my son, and I was concerned. You said Hellboy? <laughs> <laughs> I know the angry black woman theory has some validity to it, but it's not absolute, and we're going to tell you why. But yeah, hold on before, you <laughs> before we go deeper in the topic. Let's define angry black woman, right? Mm-hmm. And then 
what let's talk about what comes to mind when we hear the term angry black woman. So angry black woman, the definition of it, right, is black woman, obviously, but it talks about being ill-tempered, ill-mannered, and loud. Loud. Yes. Right? That's like yes. the, I guess, the clinical definition of it. Mm-hmm. But what comes to mind when you think about it, right? Obviously, we said loud. What else? The neck waving, the hands in the air, the snapping on. Finger snapping. Always, always thinking she's right, not trying to hear anybody else talking over somebody else. Eye rolling. Always saying, niggas ain't shit. That's a big one. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she she celebrates Father's Day. <laughs> She calls her she she the she the one that calls her child stupid in Walmart real loud in front of everybody and the child is crying and embarrassed. She bought herself something on Valentine's Day because she thinks she don't need a man. Mm, independent angry black woman. Mm, you went a little deep there, Cooley. Mm, I like that one. <laughs> well, yeah, but right now we're talking about what comes to mind, what we've heard. Yeah. Right? Which is very important. So let's continue. So another one that I hear all the time is um, uh, just aggressive, aggressiveness, right? Being aggressive, attacking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, you know those those women that that will that will fight a man like she is a man mm. and win mm-hmm. and win. They may I, win. She may win. You know, there have been sometimes I've seen an aggressive black woman that is very big, and I you know. There was a part of me that was a little nervous. Like I was wondering if I could, if I could fight her. But if you win, you're in trouble. If you lose, you're in trouble. Right, right. It's mm-hmm. it's just better for you to run. Yes, run. yes. At least you could say, I just didn't want to hit her. Yeah, yeah. So these are some of the uh, stereotypes that you've all heard before. Um, and you know, during this episode, we're going to see if there's any val- validity to it. You know, does this is this really accurate on a black woman? Should this be tagged on black woman overall? And you know, let's let's get a little bit of the historical context in terms of the last, let's say, you know, seventy years of the term. Like, where did it originate from, and where did it come from, bro? Amos and Andy. Amos and Andy was a radio show originally. And then it became a television show. But the interesting part about Amos and Andy, its roots were blackface. So they were two white men dressed in blackface. And uh, their their caricatures or their caricatures were, were black people that they made fun of the entire episode. And it was a, it was a very popular show. It lasted 30-something years. So a very popular show. To make a long story short, there was one caricature, and her name was Sapphire. And Sapphire was a woman, black woman, and she was kind of the first depiction of what it was to be a headstrong black woman. She was loud, she was sassy, she was aggressive, and most importantly, in my opinion, she was emasculating. And this is what was the platform of what all the other shows like uh, Good Times and Love and Hip Hop, uh, th- th- that she was the, the origin story of what those would, would become. And unfortunately, like I said before, this show was a very popular show and it lasted a long time, but it, 
this this is what set black people back, in my opinion, because we allowed, we allowed somebody to create our own narratives through TV and radio. Yeah, so it sounds like you know they 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 define our experience, but it's up to us to redefine the black experience that it's like. Tune in every week. <laughs> yeah, and 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 it, but it's true though. Like you know, those are those are decades, and I don't think I don't think we you know we think about you know how that affects us, right? Just seeing that, you know, every year from, like you said, um, you know, the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. And today, I think there's more uh, TV shows like Love and Hip Hop, Basketball Wives, and all of these other shows that, you know, really um, highlight the the negative stereotypes of Black people and, and reinforce it. Because not only do Black people watch it higher than other shows such as um insecure or queen sugar or blackish or grownish or even like black lightning um like they they we don't put enough time into into watching that but we put more time into these other shows that show us a negative light and it may be a part of you know people just liking to view drama but i mean there's drama in these uh, uh black owned or at least black executive producers of these shows that we could put more time to because we just reinforce it and, and advertisers know this. They know that, Hey, black people are going to watch love and hip hop. Black people are going to watch uh, basketball wives and all these other uh, uh, reality shows that just show black people being horrible towards each other. Black women being horrible to each other. And I think we need to stop that. We forget about the shows. It's like the Martins, the the Cosby shows, the, the Huxtables of black TV. Claire Huxable was her attorney in her show, even with Mari. Jean was the top person at her ad agency. We've stopped showing the images of strong black women like that versus these shows like even Atlanta Housewives, women in business, but they're angry. Yeah, and a couple of things that you said, I want, just want to point out. One, the 90s shows, like when I think of like girl, well, Girlfriends was 2000, but Living Single, Living Single, you know, we had, you know, strong black woman in there. Uh, Martin, like you suggested. I mean, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I mean, Aunt Viv, the, the first one, the black one, the, the, <laughs> the, the better one. Uh, she, you know, she was, you know, a professor. I mean, she was, she was everything. She, she, was, she was not the angry black woman. She was the, the black woman with power, you know? Um, and not to, you know, mention power and, and uh, power at the same time, you know, because that show I think, doesn't, <laughs> show, <laughs> doesn't show the <laughs> Tasha, doesn't show so would y'all consider Tasha an angry black woman? No, fuck that. <laughs> Who is the worst actress in the world? I, I ain't watched the show. I ain't watched the show. I mean, uh, I, I'm not going to say her name. Mary J. I'm sorry. Mary J. She right. doesn't. She doesn't portray the angry black woman well enough. <laughs> the episode, well, <laughs> in my humble opinion, and we have freedom of speech. Last episode, and um, thank you very much. Episode twenty-two. <laughs> but um, but yeah, but there were so many shows in the nineties that um had like this great depiction, and then we look at a different world in the eighties, uh, believe yes. late eighties, and then we have the Cosby Show. Shout out right? to Bill. Shout stay strong, Bill. stay strong, Bill. Shout out, shout out to Bill Cosby, BC. You know, shout out to BC um, <laughs> before, before Cosby, yeah. before the coffee, <laughs> before the pudding. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! But don't uh, drink at his house. 
<laughs> but yeah, it's 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 interesting how advertisers know that we watch you know these reality shows. But I think we just need to put more energy in terms of more shows of quality that show black women in a better light. And and advertisers will make that switch. Producers will make that switch to more shows that are like maybe uh, a living single or like the different world or uh, Cosby show shows like that. I mean, right now we have blackish blackish is a big show and we have insecure as well, which just talks about, you know, uh, up and coming in terms of being a black woman navigating through life in your late twenties, th- uh, early thirties. But there's not a lot of these shows. I think in the nineties, we correct. Count a lot. So let's, let's continue to put our energy, what we're talking about, protect black women, but we also could protect the image of it first. So you mentioned, you mentioned media and I think that's a huge thing. Okay. Uh, the media has a, a a huge impact on how black people are portrayed, right? In my opinion, that means they have a responsibility, right? So they have a responsibility to, to not only portray one type of black person, but they have a responsibility to portray the various types of black people to have some type of, I guess, completeness because not all black women are angry make sure that's portrayed on the media and social media included. Why is it that whenever there's a, a, a incident that the news anchors always get the most ghettoist, least educated black people to talk? It's like purposely set up that way. That's a great question, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I just think, I think, the media just wants us to see negative light. Look at cops. I mean, yes. I mean, you know, black and, and black men and black women, right? That's all you saw on there um, as the criminals. And it was just like everywhere we turn, it's either uh, white skin is the best, right? Which attacks our black woman in terms of their self-esteem or it's all, all black people are criminals or doing uh, or loud or don't care, or ill-mannered, ill-mannered, or um, just really uh, uh, negative, right? It's just negative. And I think, I think it's very important that we make sure that we don't put our energy towards that or, or, or think it's okay. Well, that just goes to say that we need more ownership. We need to own our own narratives and create our own narratives. And we need to, to make sure that those narratives are containing of images that, that portray positivity for black people so that our children can see and witness positivity in themselves and to see themselves in these roles and, and, and to dream about being black and being great. And, you know, that's, that's a responsibility of the media and that's, but that's also a responsibility of ours because we need to make sure that we are owning and creating and maintaining our own businesses that create these narratives for our people. Yeah. And, and one thing that uh, when we, when we bring up the media and like ownership that I think about is, um, it's Byron Allen, um, someone who's, you know, really trying to own uh, multiple stations, really have ownership, because I think he, it was an interview that he had where he said um, one, of the, one of the other owners of another station uh, asked him, how would you feel if I, I was in control of portraying your white children? And he was like, I wouldn't yeah. like that too much. Right. Yeah. And, you know, that's one of the things that Byron Allen and other other people that's in media as well. You know, it's it's important that we own the the media that portray our black woman. Mm-hmm. Because if not, I mean, they, what is the incentive for someone else to portray it accurately? Mm-hmm. Right. They're going to do what's going to sell. 
So it's just a lack of ownership in the media that probably has hurt us over time. There's institutional uh, structures that have prevented it. But today, I mean, with the with the internet, uh, you know, we can we can start anything on YouTube. We can start it on our own website. We can do a lot of things. Um, and monetize uh, our images in a positive light. Uh, but we also have to have black people who support that, mm-hmm. right? We have to support viewing, you know, uh, a black person who's, you know, into, you know, computer programming or a black person, like sh- shows shows like that, right? Like maybe a show uh, that I'm thinking of uh, right now um, where it's like computer hackers. Let's say a group of black people who are computer hackers who, you know, we support and it's a big show. Um, I forgot the name of the show, but, you know, we need just different views of us doing different things that are that mm-hmm. shouldn't be uh, um, unique. Right. It should be uh, usual. Right. Like if you see, you know, a, a black accountant or a black attorney or anything like that, like it shouldn't be. like, Oh, wow. He's one of the few. No, it's a lot of us out there. And we need to see that portrayed in media and we need to make sure our black women are portrayed as the queens that they are in their various shades, hues, colors, sizes. Yeah, and we have to realize that, like, what we see on media, like, people believe, mm-hmm. right? Like, people won't admit it, but, like, how they view a certain culture, a certain race, a certain nationality, it's primarily by some of their experiences, but also what they see on the media. If they've yes. never interacted with that that group, like a, a white person that might interact with a black person or a black person that never interacted with an Asian person or anything differently, they're going to base it all off what they say on TV, so that's why it's important that our eyes or our listenership or what we're viewing is all based on what we see. So I was watching this TikTok and above uh, a group of black kids, uh, they were guys, teenagers, uh, about five of them. And above them, directly above them were two tabs, one tab, two tabs and a question rather. One tab was white girls, the other tab was black girls. And the question was, which one do you prefer? So, once the beat dropped, all of the black guys moved to the side of the white girls. And then there was an interview immediately after that, right? It was a black uh, interviewer, and she was interviewing one of the guys. And she asked him, she was like, why did you guys, or all of you guys, choose the, choose the, the white girls? Like, what's wrong with black girls? And his response was, all black girls are angry. And that saddened me to my core because that is so false. I mean, I have a daughter. And I don't think of my daughter as an angry young lady. I have a mother and sister. And I, don't think them, I don't think of them as angry black women. Now, can they get to that point if they need to? Absolutely. And then the fact that it trickles down to our young men in which they don't see the beauty in their black women because they came from one, obviously. So, you know, it's just, it's, we, have a, we have a lot of work to do, people. You know, this this makes me uh, just really think about uh, a quote that Malcolm X said, uh, which is really profound and timely. Uh, the most dis- disrespected, the most disrespected person in America is the black woman. The most unprotected person in America is the black woman. The most neglected person in America is the black woman. It's still true to this very day. It's still true. <laughs> So, so what progress did we make, people? Have we made progress? Because if you look at it now, we we still have that stereotype. So I don't think we have pro- progressed as well. It's actually, uh, to me, it feels worse. Because like you just said, with the, with social media, 
well, no, I'm sorry, with media and social media, it just spread so fast of that narrative. Now everybody thinks the young the, the younger generation is thinking that these younger girls who look at their phones become that become that disrespectful thing. They they think it's okay to disrespect the black woman. To, to they think it's okay to get disrespected because that's what they see. Yeah, that's a an interesting question that you have, Brown. Like, it, has there been progress since then over the last fifty years? I guess you we you could argue that there is progress in in, in many areas, but I mean, when we look at Breonna Taylor, when we look at um, the wage gap uh, that you know black women face, when we look at um, the amount of single black mothers, right? That that's in this. Uh, which is uh, close to what 70, 70 something percent. Um, when we look at uh, just the narrative for black women, but in other areas, I mean, uh, uh, the black uh, entrepreneur, black woman entrepreneurs, the fastest growing. Um, when we look at uh, in terms of college, you know, uh, black women are, are highly educated. When we look at um, just black women as a whole and in terms of them being comfortable in their own skin, natural hair and a lot of things. I mean, there's a lot of progress, right? There's a lot of progress and there's a lot of um, just uh, things that have remained the same or gotten worse. So, you know, there's this give and take with it, but overall, I don't know. I don't know. This is a really good. Yes. It's it's tough. That's a tough question. So, so one of the things that we want to do on the show is obviously come up with some solutions, right? So what do you guys think we should do? Like, how do you, how do, how do we stop this? How do we redefine this black experience for our black queens? Yeah. So we should definitely stop using the term angry black woman. I think one, uh, all humans are capable of being angry at certain times in their lives or day to day. Right. So we should stop that. Right. Um, When we think of like the N word, right, a word that we use, but, you know, we should probably stop using that word as well, just because it is negative and we need to be saying positive words to each other as black people. Uh, I think the same could be said with angry black woman in any context. I think we should avoid just using that um, term. And even if we're with our family, our friends, our, our wives, we shouldn't call them angry black women. Why are you so angry or anything of that nature? Because of all of the context that we just gave um, historically and just where the media portrays black women as a whole. So I think right now, one of the biggest things that we can do is really provide affirmations to our black woman. If you hear someone being loud, uh, change that to assertive. If you see a, a black woman or even a, a little little girl being quote unquote bossy, um, how about she's a leader? Uh, I think just changing how we view and the words that we use towards our black woman is a step in a positive direction. So for me, you know, going going forward, I'm gonna avoid just using you know angry black woman or saying a woman's loud or or angry and really just say you know there's power. She's a leader. She's assertive. She's um, she can multitask. I mean, all these positive words to use towards black women is very important, and especially when they're younger. Uh, it's important that we make sure that we do that uh, from the beginning. So how do you feel? Yes. And I also think we have to understand where these these narratives come from, because 
as black women, they had to step up their game early, especially when, especially through the introduction of welfare, the war on drugs, and the prison system, which took away the man, took away the black man from the household. The black woman had to step it up, so she may have she may have to come a little bit more demanding, a little bit more strong, a little bit more aggressive because one now she has to take care of the family and the girls that she has her daughters see that in her and they instill that and it just continues on so we have to know as a society that it's not a negative thing it's something that they had to deal with by growing up seeing that the world is against them in this sort of way yeah but that's not all black women though Right. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, the the black men who are strong, who are like this, let let's see where it stems from. And it might it might come across as such. Of course, yes. Right. Correct. Okay. I got you. Yeah. And what? Yeah. And one thing I just want to add, I just think about it. Like sometimes, even if the woman uh, doesn't have like the these these stereotypes, I mean, it's just labeled on black women to really discredit them or destroy them or just, mm-hmm. you know, paint a negative uh, narrative, right? Because I just think of like Michelle Obama. Michelle Obama was labeled the angry black woman by media. <laughs> it was far from that. So, you know, although, you know, we can look back at certain times, sometimes it's just labeled on black women to negate them or to discredit them, destroy them, or just remove them. Because remember, like you just said, Cooley, you know, the first tactic was to remove the black man from the household. The second tactic tactic is a direct attack on black woman self-esteem. And that we see that through a European standard. We see that through, you know, just the, uh, the way that uh, black women are portrayed in media, all forms of media. Um, so we, we have to really think about that. And that's why it's important that one, we understand, but two, make sure that we don't perpetuate these this statement, right? This, this, this all angry black woman or black woman are angry. Like we should never come out of our mouth to say that because it's not true. And we need to just be more positive with our words towards black women. Right. And we also have to understand that it's that we can't punish black women who don't fit into this stereotype. And I feel like our society tends to do that. If you have a black woman who is headstrong, then we punish them and we assign them this role of that, that, that they're angry. And then they're sitting there wondering, well, am I angry for being this or acting this way or, or standing up for myself? And then you create this person who is submissive in a sense, when in fact, they were just headstrong or just standing up for themselves and so we have to we have to really understand that the design the design was to create societal norms of what it was to be black and white people saw this and see this to this day it's disturbing to see these images and to know that the younger generation has so much access to it right now and it comes to them so quick and unfortunately, what's being displayed on the internet is not the correct thing. I think this has been an amazing episode. We really, you know, went through the historical context of angry black women, you know, debunked that it's myth, uh, really talked about personal experiences. We talked about how to change the narrative, right, which is ownership, understanding and really, you know, stop using the term. Uh, get out your vocabulary you know for me especially like with my daughter you know someone says you know she's bossy and I'm like no she's a leader right changing it right there front so she knows that she ain't no angry black woman she knows she's a leader 
L-E-A-D-E-R, leader. Yep. And uh, I just want to say that society does not and should not define what it is to be black, let alone an angry black person. Um, If we are angry, then it is because of the structures that have been designed to oppress us. And um, we need to create our own structures that accurately portray us and are beneficial to our children. And thank you for listening. Yeah. And I mean, we, as a, as a black man, we just got to think like we wouldn't be here without our black woman. So let's just make sure we keep this energy up and protect not only their lives, but their image. This has been the 30 to life podcast. This is your boy Mookie. And your favorite color in the world, brown. It is your regular podcast, Got Cool eh? Subscribe to the podcast. Give us a review. We love you, Black Woman. 30 to Life. We out. <laughs>